This is The Guardian. I'm Laura Murphy-Oates, and this is The Full Story. As the cost of living rises, Labor is facing pressure over tax cuts. I just don't think that we can justify handing out $240 billion over the next 10 years to the wealthiest Australians. The Albanese government is refusing to scrap tax cuts that largely benefit the wealthiest Australians. This is despite criticism from politicians, economists and the former Reserve Bank governor that these cuts are unfair and unaffordable. Today, political reporter Amy Ramikis on whether Australia can afford tax cuts for the rich and why Labor is standing by them. It's Wednesday, the 31st of August. Hello, Amy. Oh, hello. Okay, so Amy, Labor is in the spotlight for their support of stage three tax cuts. What are these tax cuts? Can you break that down for me? So the stage three tax cuts are exactly that. They're the third stage of a suite of tax cuts that the Morrison government put into place. So stage one and two, you've already seen those. They should have turned up in your tax return over the last couple of years. Stage three, though, doesn't come in until 2024. Mm. The stage three tax cuts were the ones that pretty much everyone except for the Liberal Party had an issue with. And that's because it essentially creates a flat tax rate. So if you earn between $45,000 and $200,000, you're all going to be paying the same amount of tax. I think it's about 30 cents in the dollar. They cut, they're bringing it down. So essentially that means that if you're on, you know, $46,000, you'll be paying the same tax rate as somebody who is on, you know, almost treble your salary. So a retail worker, for example, would be taxed at the same rate as someone like a high-powered CEO. Is this kind of contrary to how our tax system is supposed to work? Is, Is that kind of fair to say, Amy? Yeah, it absolutely is fair to say because Australia is supposed to have a highly progressive tax system. And when we talk about progressive tax systems, we mean that basically the more that you earn, the more tax that you pay, because that seems Mm. fair. If you earn 40,000, you should be taxed, you know, 30 cents in the dollar. If you earn 120,000 or more, you should be taxed higher than that. So 32.5 cents in the dollar. If you earn even more than that, so 180,000, you should be taxed even more. So 37 cents in the dollar. The idea being the more that you earn, the more tax you should pay just to make sure that it's fair for the entire system. Mm. So where did this idea and this plan for the stage three tax cuts come from? You mentioned it's a, it's a Morrison plan. Yeah, it's a, it's a little Scott Morrison gift to high income earners that uh, <laughs> he was talking about when he was treasurer. Like the one thing he kind of wanted to do was change Australia's tax system. Morrison didn't particularly like that system. He had issues with people getting uh, taxed more the more that they earned. He said that that wasn't fair. He made the argument that people who are on higher incomes now aren't necessarily, you know, the richest of the rich, that they're just families trying to make ends meet and they deserve a tax cut too. So he basically went, we are going to scrap the biggest part of the progressive tax system 
Right. So when were these tax cuts legislated and what was Labor's view of them? So these tax cuts passed fairly soon after the 2019 election. It was a really big win for the new Morrison government. It was about July 2019. And essentially, it was like a whole bunch of argument, like, can we do this? Should we do this? And the Morrison government was like, Australians deserve a little treat. And they did pass it by basically wrapping it up in the lower income earner tax cuts. So if you wanted to pass tax cuts for lower income earners, you had to pass the tax cuts for the higher income earners, which were going to come in in around 2024. Labor were against the stage three tax cuts and in fact did what Murph termed bitch and fold, which was basically when Labor would be against something and then end up supporting it. And the tax cuts were a good example of that because Labor was against the stage three tax cuts leading into the 2019 election. They were against the stage three tax cuts as the parliament was having the debate in, you know, between May and July. And then they ended up reluctantly passing the tax cuts while still saying they had massive reservations about stage three because they wanted people on lower and middle incomes to get their own tax cuts. So they were against them until they were not. And at the moment, they're saying, well, they've been legislated and we have no plans to change that. Right. So how much money are these tax cuts worth, Amy? It's blown out from about, I think, $170 billion, which is when they were passed, to $243 billion. And so what happened was the Morrison government locked in future governments to passing these tax cuts, which have already increased. They didn't start off at being $243 billion. They've increased as time has gone on. They locked them in to continuing this stage three without anyone going, well, I mean, what if the budget can't handle it? And now pandemic, climate change, war in Ukraine, uncertain supply chain issues. We've got uh, issues throughout Europe. The United States is having like a really tough economic time. The UK is having a tough economic time. China isn't doing that great either. It's a completely different world. And so everyone who has looked at these tax cuts has just gone, no, we can't afford them. Mm. There's some pretty big names that have come out against it. I mean, I'm talking about the former Reserve Bank Governor, Bernie Fraser. These aren't just leftist opinions about these tax cuts. Is that right, Amy? No, it's not. And I mean, more recently, we've had coalition MP Russell Broadbent come out and say, you know, I helped pass these tax cuts, but I think they're wrong now. I don't think we can afford them. I think we need to do something about it. This isn't a left-right issue. This is a looking at the bare facts, looking at the balance sheet. Australia cannot afford to give away $243 billion. So, you know, a relatively small group of earners can get a pretty decent tax cut. I'm wondering if we can put that $243 billion into context, Amy. I mean, if we had that $243 billion to spend on other things, what types of things could we afford? Well, it's funny that you asked that, Laura, because Nick <laughs> Evershed and I did this uh, interactive where basically you could choose from a bunch of different projects and see what you could spend that money on instead. And you could raise JobSeeker to $88 a day, which is the Henderson poverty line. You could raise the parenting payment, the disability payment. You could raise that. When you look at these tax cuts... Think about it in these terms. 
In one year alone, these tax cuts would cost the same as what we spend in a year on the pharmaceutical benefits scheme. Right. We also asked Guardian readers to call in and tell us what they would spend $243 billion on. Hello, my name's Kate. Hi, this is Raphael. Hi, my name's Matt Farrell. What are you And they had some pretty great suggestions, really. Number one, offshore wind power. Two, reforestation. Three, uh, emergency services, especially the fireys. I think what we could spend it on definitely raise the job seeker rate. Biodiversity loss is the biggest threat uh, to mankind, bigger than climate change, and that's probably what we need to be spending the most money on, restoring our environment. Uh, We don't have money for dental in Medicare. We don't have uh, uh, money for uh, student uh, uh, studies, uh, education, new hospitals, $30 more for a job seeker. But we seem to have almost $250 billion, most 90% of which goes to the rich and billionaires and millionaires. So it simply does not make sense. So I hope it stops. Next, will Labor bow to political pressure to scrap these tax cuts? Right, so it's possible we'll have to cut big, important things from our future budgets in order to afford these tax cuts. Can we dig into who benefits the most from these tax cuts a bit more, Amy? Well, it's not me. And I would say that it's probably not most of our listeners either, because uh, it's surprise, surprise, the pretty wealthy and men Uh, Mm. because they tend to win all things, including uh, tax rates. So basically, when you look at an analysis of who is going to get these tax cuts, it's twice as many men as women, and that is because men tend to earn more than women anyway. So there's a lot more men who are earning those really high 180,000 plus salaries that are really going to benefit from that. Mm. And in fact, the independent Parliamentary Budget Office, which we call the PBO, uh, did up an analysis for the Greens, which looked at it and said that of the $240-so billion, $160.6 billion is going to go to men and $82.9 billion will go to women. Right. And how rich are the rich people who will benefit here, Amy? Well, Can we break that down a little? We're talking the one percenters, essentially. So a really good way to think about it in terms of when you're thinking about the numbers is that the richest 1% of Australians will get as much benefit from the Stage 3 tax cuts as the poorest 65% combined. So that's what the PBO found. Again, it's not, you know, just lefties who are saying this. This is what an independent analysis on the numbers found. Just hearing those numbers, I mean, is there a concern for the very long term that this entrenches inequality in Australia? It could make that gap just much wider, really. Absolutely. And that is one of the social costs that people are starting to talk about when they're looking at these tax cuts. So Adam Bant has said that it will turbocharge inequality. We expected this from the Liberals, but it's clear now that Labor agrees with the Liberals on how we should tax the very wealthy in our society. As a result of this decision, we face a big attack on equality in Australia. 
which is something that uh, independent MP Monique Ryan has agreed with. And it's going to increase economic inequality in Australia because it's so much harder to get ahead when you're on a lower and middle income anyway, when you're paying the same flat tax rate, when you're not getting as much benefit, and then you're seeing the rich get a tax cut that, I mean, let's be honest, they're not going to be spending this money or like using it for groceries. This is just going to go into savings or to shares or maybe a personal holiday. It's going to just increase their wealth. I can't imagine that tax cuts for the rich would be particularly popular in this parliament. It's a fairly progressive parliament in terms of Australia's history. Let's look at the numbers. Does this have support in Canberra, Amy? I think the SMH did a a quick straw poll of the crossbenchers and found that at least nine of the 18 favour delaying or scrapping the tax cuts, which means that if the Albanese government wanted to axe the tax cuts, they could. Mm. They'd have the support in the Senate. And David Pocock, who is been particularly vocal about this, not just on the budget sense, but also in in the sense of it increasing inequality. He's saying that there's not really any reason why the government couldn't revisit scrapping these tax cuts. Well, I think there's a really strong case to to relook at these these tax cuts and see what what else could actually be. Things have changed a lot since these were, were legislated. We've had bushfires, a global pandemic, we've had flooding and stagnant wages and and now people are in a a cost of living crisis across the country. And so I just don't think that we can justify handing out $240 billion over the next 10 years to the wealthiest Australians. Jackie Lambie has been vocal on it even in the 2019 parliament uh, and her new senator, Tammy Tyrrell, she is also quite against it. So you do have the numbers in the Senate if the government decided that, yes, you know, we do want to get rid of this. Mm. Right. So given the amount of backlash that Labor is facing, how likely is it that they would revisit it? And what kind of rhetoric are we hearing from them at the moment? At the moment, Labor is that they're sticking with these tax cuts and the Prime Minister made that really clear this week at his National Press Club address. During the election campaign, Labor promised that it wouldn't repeal the Stage 3 tax cuts. I just wanted to know whether that was an ironclad, rolled gold promise or are there any circumstances whatsoever that you can envisage in this term of government doing anything at all that would resemble repealing of those Stage 3 tax cuts? We stand by the comments that we made. So that's... There's no chance. We stand by the comments that we made. And, you know, to be fair, there's another financial year before they come into effect. Mm. So I think talking to people in Labor and around Labor, it seems like they're just going to wait and see. And if the public turn against this in enough numbers, you'll start to see them going, oh, well, well, maybe the budget can't afford it and maybe we need to revisit these things. So at the moment, they want to get their own budget out in October. They want a bit of clear air to do that. I think we're going to see the Labor government look at these tax cuts a little bit further down the line. And what we've heard from Treasurer Jim Chalmers is that it's not entirely something that Labor is absolutely going to do but they are having what he calls a conversation about a whole range of things, including the tax cuts. Would you revisit this decision if if a community consensus about the Stage 3 tax cuts emerged that they weren't necessary, given you can, of course, change legislation as the government? 
Yeah, it's not our it's not our intention, and so it shouldn't be people's expectation that we would do that. But are you inviting uh, a conversation about it? Well, we're inviting a conversation about the whole range of economic policy. So, Amy, it sounds like you do think Labor could change their minds on these tax cuts, but just further down the line. When? I would be surprised if in another six months we're not having the conversation about when the government scraps or delays these tax cuts rather than if. That was Amy Ramikas, a political reporter for Guardian Australia. You can check out the latest on this story at theguardian.com and I do recommend trying the interactive where you can build your own $243 billion budget. It's titled Scrapping the Stage 3 Tax Cuts Would Save $243 Billion. How Would You Spend It? We've linked to that on the full story page as well. This episode was produced by Karishma Luthria, Joe Koning and Daniel Simo, who also did the sound design and mixing. The executive producers of Full Story are Miles Martignoni, Gabrielle Jackson, Molly Glassie and me, Laura Murphy-Oates. Okay, catch you tomorrow.